With me right now, we're going to talk television. I am uh, chatting with the supervising producer of X Company, Rosalie Carew. So who knows better about television? Folks, I hope you're watching X Company on CBC on Wednesday nights. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, Rosalie has a, a great background. She's the perfect person to talk about television because listen to her credits. So, uh, so lay them on us, Rosalie. So I, I've been working in the industry in the UK and I was a script editor before I was a producer, which is kind of a role that isn't, isn't really, uh, doesn't really exist in North America because of the writer's room system, but the script editor is, works very closely with the creator of the show. And so I have worked on things like um, Mr. Selfridge. I worked on the first series of that and developed that show with Andrew Davis. Um, and I also have worked with Jimmy McGovern, who's a very celebrated writer in, in Britain, who uh, created the show Cracker and, um, mm. and The Lakes. But I worked with him on a, on, a, on a series called The Street, which was an anthology series. And it was um, we attracted lots of amazing A-list actors to, to be in that. And every it was a standalone episode. And it was the concept was that it was a street in England and in every house in every house on that street there's an amazing story behind the behind the door so every week you go to a different house and you see what's going on in that house and they're always kind of quite 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 dramatic things uh and that was uh, a very acclaimed show and won lots of awards um so i, I worked with jimmy which was a great privilege and, and a really amazing learning experience about about how writing works and how that kind of writing works I love that concept. I mean, that's. Didn't you also work on something called New Tricks? What was that? I did. So for two years, I worked on New Tricks. New Tricks was. Um, it was a kind of love it or hate it show. But it was at one point. It was the most watched drama on on British television, and uh, it, it used to get viewing figures of about ten million. And uh, it was it, basically it was about four. Uh, three retired cops and their boss, who is a serving police officer, who's a bit younger than them and very sexy. So we, we had these kind of um, veteran actors who everybody loved, including Dennis Waterman in the show and James Bolan and uh, Amanda Redman was the lead. And um, and so, yeah, uh, that was that, that went on for a long time. And what they were doing when I joined it was they uh, the cast had decided to leave after nine series so it was in its tenth year and we were we were thinking about you know would the show end if the cast uh, left and the BBC didn't think that it had to so we were in the process of casting replacements for each character and they were so well loved and we thought people watched the show for those actors and for those characters who they know so well so it was a tricky thing kind of a delicate balance of finding new actors to be in it and creating those characters and kind of keeping what was magical about the show and what people loved about it but but not sort of tipping the balance by by you know putting people off because you were you were you were changing the cast so i worked on that with um with the producers and and some of we brought in some new writers on that show and uh and gradually we kind of each each main character left and as they left we'd sort of bring somebody new in so um so it was, we we i was there for the introduction of nicholas lindhurst who's famous from only fools and horses uh, the comedic actor he, he he joined the show in the year i was there and then we replaced the uh the serving police officer boss so tamsin althwaite replaced amanda redman and the figures held and it was kind of an interesting experience in what um what worked about that show and 
whether it could survive without without those actors. So yeah. Did you say that the show was uh, so new tricks? Was that the leading drama in uh, for the BBC for a number of it seasons? Was, it was the mo- it wasn't the most critically popular, but it was the most um, that was the most watched show. So and and the funny thing about that was that um, if a new show was launching on another channel and a repeat of New Tricks played, it would get all the audience because it was so well loved and so well followed. Um, but it wasn't always, you know, the top of people's, you know, it wasn't the critics' darling, let's say. But it was, it really worked, and it had something that everybody that everybody loved, and it, it appealed to a, a certain demographic of the audience, and, and it did get very big viewing figures. It was a light-hearted cop show, and I think a lot of cop shows really take themselves seriously, and they've got, you know, bodies and and gruesome scenes, and and that was about cold cases, so. These guys had come back out of retirement to solve cold cases in in the sort of old police style, you know, the sort of interviewing people um, and coming up with hunches as opposed to forensics and DNA and things like that. So it was kind of the antithesis of of CSI or um, uh, shows like that. And it was very, very good humour. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that says a lot. If uh, it had the most people watching it, I will put that on the list as something to watch. I got to find it. I got to watch it because I got to tell you, I am so impressed with uh, all the great shows that I've been picking up on uh, on Netflix. The BBC shows like yeah. Sherlock, Happy mm-hmm. Valley, yeah. The Hour, The Fall, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Hit and Miss, Luther, Women of Bletchley Street. Um, yeah. Let me ask you what so so new tricks is something that should be on the list here in uh, in Canada that mm-hmm. we should be I, watching. Give me something yeah. else uh, that isn't on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my favorite show in 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 the UK it's finished now, but was Skins, and it was uh, about teenagers who were between sixteen and eighteen after college, and every two years they they changed the cast, and it was kind of about the experiences you have when you're a teenager. But I just thought the, and you know, you didn't have to be a teenager to watch it. I always felt like a bit of a forward watching it because I was not a teenager by then. But I thought the storytelling was very honest in it, and it was written by young people. So they had um, a group of very young writers who contributed to the stories on that, and they were they were chaperoned by by a, by a, an older, more experienced writer, Brian Elsley, but I thought it was a really amazing idea and very fresh, and what came out of it was really honest and, and really entertaining and moving, and that, that show's no longer on, but Skins was one of my one of my favourites, and then another show I loved was Party Animals, which was on in <laughs> what 2000 and, 2007, What's that about? I think. So that was set in Westminster in our... Um, in our in our government in in London, and it was about the young people that work for for members of Parliament as researchers and wannabe MPs and lobbyists. And so that there was a group of kind of twenty something young people starting out their careers in politics, but then also the things that go on in their personal lives, and you know the drinking and the drugs and the partying and the corruption and and all of that. And 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 uh, that was a really amazing show, very very well written, very honest, very gripping, really characterful. And it didn't get it didn't get ordered for a second season, but it was kind of the biggest uh, tragedy that it did because because it was it was amazingly well done and 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 no one could understand why why it didn't get picked up again for a second season because it should have done but that, that's definitely on my list of brilliant dramas and then another show which has been on recently line of duty which is a police 
police show. The first season of that reminded me a little bit of The Wire, um, and that's written by Jed Mercurio, and it stars uh, Lenny James, season one, and it's about the anti-corruption unit in a police force somewhere in England, and you see the, the corrupt police officer, and then the guy, the police officer who is investigating the corruption, and it's very, very gripping and really taught storytelling and brilliant, brilliant characters and really, really, really a generalised... Now, you know, I have to say Skins and Line of Duty, I think they are on Netflix. I just, <laughs> you know, at some point I have to leave my house, so I can't watch everything. Yeah, but I will definitely know. put them on the there's, list. There's far too much. You, know, you wouldn't be able to watch it in a lifetime, I don't think. <laughs> so, okay, so your recommendations. Again, I'm speaking to Rosalie Carew, the supervising producer of X Company. And she, as you can hear, obviously is from England. I love the BBC shows on Netflix. So I thought for sure I have to ask Rosalie about her favorites. So the recommendations are Line of Duty and Skins, which I think here in Canada we can catch on Netflix. But we're going to have to do some searching for Party Animal and New Tricks because they both sound amazing. And there's another show I have to to mention called Glue, which is uh, created by one of the writers from Skins, Jack Thorne, who's a very exciting young writer. And Glue is set in in a country... Uh, village um, and a, a murder happens there amongst a community of young people and people who work in the riding stables and some travellers and uh, so I think it's an eight part show but that's very much in the tone of skin but it's it's got that broad church structure to it which I know another show that everybody loved from the UK was broad church yes that's on my list of uh, shows to to definitely check out so okay so glue line of duty skins party animal and new tricks anything else we should add to the list um well there are there are shows that they're not so recent but they're they're ones I loved that you haven't mentioned um state of play was one which was a a one-off um, it was it was remade in the states, I think, and then the movie was made. But that was that was written by Paul Abbott, and State of Play was one of the most gripping thrillers I've ever seen. It's set in in again in politics in in Westminster, and it's about um, uh, an MP and a journalist, and, uh, and and a murder happens at the start of that, and then you when they try to solve the murder all this layers and layers of corruption get uncovered and you just don't know who's responsible and it's got some amazing characters in it one of them played by bill nye who is the editor of 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 the fictional newspaper there but it's really well written and just kind of nail-biting you know edge of the seat drama that was a few years ago though line of duty uh sorry uh state of play um if you had to choose between state of play or the british house of cards which would you choose I think probably. I mean, I have a massive loyalty to Andrew Davis, who I who I adore and who I who I worked with. I watched House of Cards, the British House of Cards, again last year, um, and I was kind of taken aback at how brilliant it is. And it's it feels a bit dated now because it was made, I think, in 1990 or 1991, so it's it's over 20 years old. But it is really really brilliant drama. And I, it's slightly slower paced than State of Play, so I think I'd probably have to say State of Play because I think that slightly affected me in a way that no other dramas have kind of before or since, really. Uh, can I ask you one last question, Rosalie? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do the Brits, and I think it's, uh, I love it. They have a series, and it's maybe six or eight episodes. And as a result, mm. it moves really quickly. Now to watch something here that's maybe 11 or 12 yeah. episodes, you're like, oh, my God, when's it going to end? Yeah, yeah, that's is, true. 
is it done for economical reasons or um, it's a combination of things i think it, it is done uh, uh for partly for economical reasons and it's also the way that our um the, the writing is structured in the uk is that we don't have write, writers rooms so much um or really at all so what you see is uh the dramas are much more authored so that will be a writer's idea own personal story and um, they will have ownership of that and physically one writer can really only write sort of six to eight episodes that's that's all they've physically got in them because if it's serialized you're going to need more than one person helping you out with that and sometimes you know there'll be a series where there'll be a couple of episodic writers on it but by and large something like uh, Happy Valley or or Last Tango in Halifax, those are all written by Sally Wainwright and they're very much, that's very much her story, her vision and her voice. So there is a real sense that it's kind of a 10 hour movie by, by Sally Wainwright and nobody else has, has written it. And I heard, I heard that one of the actors in Happy Valley told me that at the read through um, for episode one, they had all the scripts ready, all six scripts, so she'd already written them. Um, so that's the kind of control and ownership that they have of their ideas. And I think that's, it, it, it's a twofold thing. It, it must be financial, but it's also just a way that, you know, our writers will t- take ownership of the whole series. Sally Wainwright is amazing. I can't believe, and I think you've hit the nail on the head, that must be it. It's one writer. They don't have a writing room. It's one writer cranking out this material. But Sally Wainwright's behind, uh, like you said, she's behind Happy Valley, Last Tango in Halifax, which are both great. And Scott and Bailey, which is her ITV show. So that's 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 Cagney and Lacey. Um, that's the English Cagney and Lacey, which I think that that is another marvelous show. Mm-hmm. I, I love that one. That that's another one to to mention. If you haven't seen that, you must watch it. Sally is a, an extraordinary writer. Um, I'm not sure that there are many other writers who are as prolific and as brilliant at, at the same time as, as she is. And I don't quite know how she does it, but uh, she she is amazing and uh, she can write that that much. And it's all brilliant. So yeah. Oh, wow. So that's what it is. It's one writer. I mm. just don't know how they do it. It's mm. phenomenal. They're just probably, mm. uh, you know, on caffeine or on something. Well, we, we lock them in a room and they have a script editor who is their buddy who is kind of pepping them up and, and feeding them feeding them praise and, and keeping <laughs> them going. So that's why the role of the script editor, which we don't have in North America, but it's, it's an important role to have. You've got to have your sidekick who's keep, keeping you going and, and giving you notes. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we've cracked. Uh, I wonder if that knowing that now, I wonder if that will change things in North America, because it certainly works. Yeah, well, I've heard I've heard for years and years in the UK, there's been a, a movement to to start using writers rooms and having a showrunner and having a room. And it's not quite taken off yet because of the way the finance is structured very differently in the in, in UK. But it, it might happen more or there might become more of a hybrid of, of the writer's room and the authored, the authored pieces. But I know that I've heard rumors that in North America, they're, they're quite attracted to the, to the, um, to the UK British way of doing it. And I know that True Detective, for example, on HBO is, is one writer. So for the whole series, that's, that's one writer. So in that sense, that's maybe more of a British style of, of, of working. So I don't know what's going to happen, whether it's going to go, which way it's going to go, or whether there will be sort of a, a, a melting pot of both, both schools of, uh, creative models. 
Well, again, we are just chatting television and some of the, the, the best shows that are on TV. Like I said, I'm so hooked on Netflix that the, the, the BBC shows that came out on Netflix, I just couldn't get over. Like I said, mm. Sherlock, Happy Valley, The Hour, The Fall, Hit and Miss, Luther, Women of Bletchley Street, uh, Last Tango in, uh, in Halifax. And uh, Rosalie Carew, supervising producer of X Company, has, you know, this show is so hip. We're giving you shows, people, that you haven't even seen <laughs> on your uh, on your selection list because we just uh, haven't had access to them. Some of them, maybe we have Line of Duty and Skins. But uh, again, just recapping what Rosalie said, Line of Duty, she highly recommends Line of Duty, Skins, which I think are on Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. Party Animal, New Tricks, and Glue, as mm-hmm. well as uh, State of Play. Yeah. All right, Rosalie, thank you for joining me. Thanks very much.